0: Hello football fans, this is the 100 Yards Away podcast, ready pre- to present you episode 3 and part 3 of the early NFL free agency 2020 period. My name is Jonathan Fernandez, I am your host, and let's delve right into it guys, you know some big news I just broke not too long ago, and it didn't take long for Mr. Brady to find his new home, his new place where will be playing football for at least the next two years I'm assuming. And this team will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, guys. You know, it's been a long time since they've had a great quarterback. So this is a huge addition for the for the organization and its fans. I know their fans are ecstatic right now. And you know, you know, to be able to work with, um, excuse me, Bruce Arians to be able to work with Mr. Bruce Arians, the quarterback whisperer, who's gotten a whole lot out of Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Andrew Luck for one season in the past, as well as Carson Palmer. Who he helped resurrected his career back in the time they were in Arizona together. I think this would be a huge addition for for both sides. You know, Tom Brady can learn maybe a few things. You, despite twenty years of greatness, he may still be able to learn a few things that he doesn't know yet that Bruce Arians knows. And I'm sure you know Bruce Arians will get them. Will give him everything he's got, and Tom Brady will get the most out of it. You know, I think it's a very good pairing. Um, you know, with the talent they have. In their wide receiver corps you know i think it's it's one of the best in the nfl mike you know mike evans has been one of the best young wide receivers in the nfl chris godwin i believe is his name has proved has proved himself to be big time last year under james even with Jameis winston throwing him the football and you know oj howard a wide uh, excuse me a tight end who has was projected to be one of the best coming out of the 2017 nfl draft i'm sure brady can really increase his maturation process and bring him to a level that Mr. Winston was not able to do himself. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's exciting. You know, the NFC just got that much better as if it wasn't already superior. They've gotten that much better, that much stronger. It's, you know, it's gotten that much more interesting to see all these quality teams come out of the NFC and see who will reign supreme come 2020 um how how I think this will affect the NFC South it'll be interesting you know to I think the New Orleans Saints are still the top dog in the NFC South guys I think stuff they're the most championship ready team I think they're still at this point the only championship ready team in that division you know still with a great quarterback led by Drew Brees by the way who will be playing Tom Brady twice that'll be very very interesting all oh, that that makes it so exciting right then and there you know they have a very good defense, of course, a very good running game, and so Tampa Bay is going to have to try to do their best to match that and counter that in order to win the division and get in the dance on a uh, and to be in a good position to make a run once they get into the dance, if they if they do so, which I believe so by the way. Um, and as for the Patriots, I mean it's it's pretty tough on them. It's been a it's been a rough. Uh, time for Massachusetts for the state of Massachusetts in terms of sports. you know they lost their two biggest stars recently in a short period of time. Wookie Betts is now in the West Coast in LA playing for the Dodgers and Tam and Tom Brady, you know you know the Golden Boy is no longer with the New England Patriots and the Patriots for the first time in a long time, may be in a position where they will not be the superior team in the AFC East. I mean, the AFC East, to me, is is much more wide open now. You know, are they still the favorites to win the AFC East division? Maybe not. You know, Buffalo fans are ecstatic. You know, already, they've already made the playoffs last year. They're a solid young team on the up and coming, on the up-up. Um, the Miami Dolphins, albeit they have a whole lot of holes on their team, they have a stockpile of draft picks, and they can do a whole lot to... Um, Tell elevate their team for the next few years you know whether they decide to use the, all those picks to draft a lot of young quality uh, players or if they want to trade up some of those picks to draft it to um, for a great play in return you know who knows they can go a lot of different directions if they want to use those a lot of those draft picks to trade up big time to get a uh, their quarterback of the future who could be a superstar I mean there's a bunch of different ways they can go and but i think they're on the on on the up and coming you know the, the dolphins future does look a, a bit bright in some sense to be quite honest with you i'm looking forward to see what they do in the next 2 months with the drafts coming sooner than later and even jets fans you know i mean with the jets fans they should be ecstatic you know they have a, a sam donald coming into his third year who I, who, I, who i still haven't i still believe in him he can he can make some noise as a quarterback you know a very good young defense who will be elevated You'll see how Mr. Quinn and Williams does in his in his second year going forward, and yeah, you know with Le'Veon Bell and still at running back, I'm still he, I'm sure he can still get the job done. Mr. Jamal Adams, you know one of the best safeties in the NFL as well. You know I, I think their future does look bright. Um, I, listen, with Bill Belichick still being in New England and them still having a very good defense. I'm not ready to count out the Patriots yet. I'm just not selective on who will win the AFC East. Patriots are definitely no longer the clear-cut favorite, I'll tell you that much. We still don't know who their quarterback is for the future as of now. Let's see if they make a very surprising move come draft time, but I doubt they will. They may stick with Jarrett Stidham. And we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. It'll, It'll be interesting to watch come the 2020 season. And as for this, you know, I want to state my early free agent winners and losers. You know, obviously the off season isn't one, isn't one. The off many times off season doesn't predict, doesn't, um, doesn't interpret how a team will do come regular season time, postseason time. You know, many teams have in the past have won in the off season and have lost in the in this once the playing time begins. You know, and vice versa. But here's my early free agent winners. And I have a few. You know, obviously, the course of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers self-explanatory. They make a huge upgrade from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady, and great things are expected to come. I I'll, I'll like. I'd love to see how Bruce Arians and his um, vertical offense, you know, to push the ball down the field and take many risk down the field throws. I, I want to see how that works with Tom Brady. I'm sure they'll find a balance where Tom Brady can sm- still make intermediate, many intermediate throws and get some good first downs and work his way down the field but at the same time take chances with two wide receivers who can who can play down the field very well put it that way we'll see how that goes the Indianapolis Colts I have to say for the most part they won you know they do make a, a small upgraded quarterback I'm hoping Phillip Rivers can make a big bounce big bounce back year and be a huge upgrade at quarterback come 2020 from his down year that he had last year with the Los Angeles Chargers and also you know Receiving DeForest Buckner in exchange for that 13th overall pick was a bit surprising. But the Colts definitely needed needed a dominant defensive lineman opposite Justin Houston. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. He had a quality year for us last year having double-digit sacks. So thank you for that, Mr. Houston. Hopefully, you know, with a lot of, with the big amount of depth we have now at defensive line and the quality amount of players we have on that defensive line, young players who, who still have an upside to reach. I think it will remind the NFL a lot, of the, um, a lot of what the Eagles had in 2017 in that defensive line. A lot of great rotational players who come in fresh and dominate the line of scrimmage. I expect the Colts to do the same. I expect the Colts to do more, assuming they stay healthy. And I'm looking forward to that. You know, A, big, a surprising move, but a big move by Chris Ballard there. And I, I believe it will pay off in the long run. The rest of the AFC East, guys, like I said, you know, the AFC East is wide open now. It is really wide open. 12 is no longer behind center. They have no clear, the pitchers have no clear um, answer for who their quarterback of the future will be. You know, Jared Stidham has a lot to prove. You know, he's very raw. You know, very little known about him. You know, very little playing time. So there's not, there's not a blueprint on what he will be, but I'm looking forward to see what he will do. And you know, going forward, it'll be interesting. You know, Keep your eyes on the AFC East. Ryan Tannehill, who would have known? A guy who, was an, who became an afterthought a few months ago to becoming a $118 million quarterback for the next four years for the Tennessee Titans. You know, this happened at the perfect time to remember this reminded me very similar to joe Flacco's circumstances back in 2012 with the baltimore ravens in his last year with them they offered him a contract prior to the 2012 season or maybe during the 2012 season in which he turned down knowing he'd be betting on himself and to be quite frankly you know he didn't have much to lose at that point and look at he went on an amazing run had one of the best postseason runs any quarterback has had in nfl history was nearly flawless Won four games for the helped the Ravens win four games was the biggest reason they ended up winning those four games and route to winning Super Bowl forty seven and becoming Super Bowl MVP and he became a one hundred twenty million dollar quarterback for the next six years for the Baltimore Ravens and that was great and similarly obviously as you know the Titans didn't make it to the Super Bowl they got one they fell one game short of the Super Bowl but Ryan Tannehill was a big asset in their run towards getting to the AFC Championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know most people will give the majority of the credit to Derrick Henry, and deservedly so. He was an absolute beast through, the, through that 8-9 game run leading up to the AFC Championship game. But Ryan Tannehill absolutely produced well and did what he had to do and didn't and definitely did not screw the games up for the Titans in that stretch. F- going on from the late... Later, latter part of the regular season into the playoffs. Um, I do think he was a bit overpaid, but I don't think the Titans had uh, much of a choice to go to at this point. You know, like who else were they going to go for outside of Tom Brady? For whatever reason, I'm surprised that didn't work, actually. You know, prior to them signing Ryan Tanner, I feel like that would have been the best um, decision for both sides, for Tom Brady and the Titans. But that went downhill for whatever reason. We may never know. But the Titans have the quarterback of the future, and they will le- like to pick up where they left off come 2020 season and actually get a step closer and enter the Super Bowl with the quality defense that they have and the quality offense that they have. We'll see what happens. And the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, thank the Houston Texans more than anything. You know, one of the worst trades in NFL history. What a lousy trade to, you know, get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, a phenomenal wide receiver in his prime who had at least five more great years ahead of him. On pace to be when it's all said and done to be one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. You trade him for a running back in David Johnson, who has underperformed the last two years, who is actually a year older than DeAndre Hopkins at the running back position, twenty eight years old currently, by the way. Um this didn't make much sense. You know, you only value most valuable piece you got out of that trade was a second round pick a first round pick would have done well i mean then we're talking then then it's debatable then you got something great in return but yeah the cardinals you know great for jumping on that opportunity you know you will help kyler murray and that young offense elevate to the next level and you'll make things interesting for the nfc west come next year you know I'll keep my we'll keep our eyes on you guys that'll be great now as for my losers the biggest loser I mean the Houston Texans obviously I don't need to go there a second time Bill O'Brien you know great job you know you know you played uh you defended yourself in court and you lost miserably you know, this is, where you, this is where you hire your lawyer to cross your T's and dot your I's and to have you back to make sure you're making the right decisions or making uh, reasonable decisions. But this is what happens when you don't have your lawyer. In this case, you know, you're a general manager to do the job you're not supposed to do for yourself or for the team. You know, this is where a general manager comes in play. The Houston Texans have strayed away from that. It's their problem. You know, you've made our us Colts fans' lives much easier. So thank you for that. I hope to see you guys flop while we take reign of the AFC South crown in come 2020. I'd say the Redskins for now, for the time being. And this is where it goes. You know, they actually offered Amari Cooper on Monday in in the first day of free agency, more money than what he went back to the Dallas Cowboys for. Now, I think a lot of this speaks to the lack of attraction the Washington Redskins have, you know, I mean, for crying out loud, they can barely fill in their seats in the stadiums the last several years, you know, since Robert Griffin's amazing 2020 twelve season, you know, their attendance has been, has been abysmal. It's been, it's been lousy, you know, it's been pathetic. It's been embarrassing. It, You know, it looks like a uh, Division 4 high school football stadium, for crying out loud. And they don't even have a stadium, but you get the point. Just not many people there in the stands supporting their team. And same thing, it seems like the same things going on with the players, you know. Um, I feel like if, and I say for now, because I feel like if they can bring in Cam Newton and use that number two pick to trade back and acquire many more picks, They can use those picks not just for this draft but in the next uh, couple drafts or so to really stockpile those picks into select a lot of good players in the in the early part of the draft because they have too many holes they have way too many holes there's a lot they need to fix on that team to elevate that redskins team into a into a playoff team and to become a great team when was the last time you talked about the redskins becoming a great team guys it's been it's been quite a while i can't remember the last time they've been they've been great They've been uh, a force to be reckoned with, and so we'll see what they do come in the latter part of free agency. Of course, the New England Patriots are biggest losers in this, not just losing their star quarterback, who who makes them a uh, championship contending team. They also lost Kyle Van Noy, one of the versatile defensive players in free agency. Um, you know that's that that wasn't a good loss. Uh, I mean, that wasn't a yeah, that wasn't a good loss, and so. We'll see what they do going forward. You know, Bill Belichick has been the best at letting players go and replacing those players with new players, and you know, acquiring third and fourth round compensatory picks. You know, and you know he's he's done a solid job grabbing solid players in the middle part of the drafts in his time. And and so we'll you know we'll we'll see what happens there going forward. The Chargers, for the time being, you know. They were pushing hard, pursuing hard for Mr. Tom Brady. He elected to go down south in the in the uh, eastern part of the U.S. with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So as for now, they do not have the quarterback of the future. Cam Newton is still on the market. Andy Dalton still on the market. You know, you know. I'm sure they'll they'll both produce well well enough for the Los Angeles Chargers. But they did lose out big here. Of course, you know they the Chargers having Tom Brady would have made them compete with the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West Division, in my opinion, I believe so. And so with that, you know, they, it goes to plan B and we'll see what they do going forward. And Jameis Winston is my, is a big loser in this regard as well. You know, a guy that was supposed to be a franchise quarterback for many years to come for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is now not even an option looked at to be a, as a starter going forward. You know, his I, I'm sure one of his goals should be to become the next Ryan Tannehill in the same respect in the same regard of, you know, being looked at as a backup to making a deep run, playoff run with the next team he signs with and in return he gets a big contract and is looked at the face of a the face of a new franchise. You know, he has a lot of work to do. You know, I I hope for his own sake he can get with a quarterback guru who can um help elevate his game and fix the common mistakes that he's had. You know, I know he's there were talks about him having eye surgery and, and playing with a, um, a knee issue that hampered his performance. But, you know, when you throw 30 interceptions and lose five fumbles you, and you fumble the ball 12 times, a lot more has to go to it, go along with it than injuries, especially when you had a solid core to help support you in, in, in your skill set. So he is my biggest loser. A few remaining top free agents I'd like to uh, speak about. Mr. Chris Harris Jr., regarded as one of the best cornerbacks in the last half decade or so. You know, he is out in the free agent market at 30 years old, soon to be 31, I believe, or will be 31 before the year is over. I'm sure he could still be a a, a very good cornerback for some other team. I know he's commanding a lot of money or a decent amount of money. Maybe he may have to um, reduce his market value to sign with another team so another team could give him what they feel like he deserves to get and nothing more, but you know, I suggest he go to a contending team. He can help them be a slot cornerback or maybe an out a number two cornerback somewhere. Uh, Mr. Jadavian Clowney, you know, he uh, there are reports he's not happy with the with the lack of attention he's gotten in the market yet, and the lack of big offers he's received. You know, this guy's still in his prime when healthy. You know, he can dominate. He can dominate the football field. You know, him and opposite J.J. Watt worked well together. I'm sure if he goes to another team with a dominant defensive lineman or good defensive lineman, those two compare very well together. But he may have to bring his market value down just a bit or may even play a one-year prove-it deal and take that risk only to prove himself and maybe 2021 get a huge deal from the current team or for another team in the NFL that may need a pass rusher with the skill set that he possesses. Mr. Emmanuel Sanders, you know, had a had an impressive bounce back year after that torn Achilles he had a couple years ago. You know, he produced well for the 49ers, and I think he still has some some left in the tank. I think he's, he can st- produce as a, a slot wide receiver for another team in the NFL, maybe even an outside option. He still possesses as a threat, and he will t- help a team with a uh, passing. Maybe I l- I'm looking at the... Cincinnati Bengals, maybe opposite A.J. Green, you know, with Joe Burrow coming in, help support a young quarterback, elevate his game to the next level. I'm sure, you know, he's worked with Peyton Manning. And, you know, Emmanuel Sanders has worked with Peyton Manning. I'm sure he can give him some pointers on what Mr. Uh, Manning has done, you know, when when they were with the Denver Broncos. And I'm sure he can spill some uh, valuable knowledge to the rookie and help elevate his game to the next level to where he doesn't struggle so much. And as for that, that's, uh, that's the early part of free agency that's part three in the final part. and I'll be looking forward to speaking to you guys with some valuable news that'll be come off. that will be coming out in the NFL season. There is no offseason in the NFL as we all know it. I'm looking forward to see what happens. So stay tuned. I'll keep you guys posted. peace.